Today's podcast is not brought to you by IKEA, the number one destination for affordable flat pack furniture and relationship ending arguments. Pick out your dream couch and break up while assembling it at IKEA. IKEA, it's Swedish for get out. Tremendous time with your host Elliot Rovetti and his trusty intrepid co-host Thomas Wickham. You're, you're high energy this week. You're oh, into yeah, it. I'm coming in hot. You are coming in hot. You know why? Because I've got Macca 47 to 247 coming in my ears, coming in your ears with quick, quick without a C on Spotify. You guys can find that. Guy's always got amazing music coming out. His artist for his albums is Otis Barkin Larkin. Coming out and uh, doing some amazing art on the, uh, especially the, the second uh, release, second last release that he just did. But that's uh, Macca Forty Seven. Enough with that. Now, what's what's that dude like? Macca Forty. Like, based on his album art, I'm gonna guess scary. Macca can be scary. Um, he can box. <laughs> he's got some long arms. He's got reach. I call him the spaghetti blender, because when you put him in, into a fight, there's limbs flying everywhere and you get cut up. The spaghetti blender. <laughs> but none of the enough of the spaghetti blender. Enough of Macca, 47 to 247, friend of the podcast, uh, music connoisseur of the podcast. It's time for Tremendous. Do you think you'd be a good, I mean, it, this is very much the character you're doing right now. Do you think you'd be a good strip club DJ? <laughs> I do have the I voice mean, for it. I you'd love it. You'd love it. But would you be good at it? I think I'd feel really uncomfortable around the women. <laughs> would you really? Probably. Or would you be really uncomfortable around the women? I think at first I'd be, yeah. <laughs> I'd make them uncomfortable. That's what I meant. <laughs> but I, think, I think if you weren't making uncomfortable, make them uncomfortable, they'd assume something more sinister is happening. Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Uh, you see that new DJ? Uh, he hasn't tried to grab me once. Yeah, yeah, this guy is, is creepily okay? polite. <laughs> <laughs> What's he playing at? What's his long game? Yeah. <laughs> I think he's gay. <laughs> um, yeah, no, guys, I'm, uh, I'm excited to be here with you guys, excited to be a part of your week. Thank you for downloading us. Thank you for being a part of the tremendous uh, brotherhood and sisterhood that we're building here in Sydney, Australia. Uh, Tom, how's your week going? It's good. I'm done. I know we, uh, we had our Christmas episode last week, uh, but today is December 18th. Offices shut for the year. I'm, uh, I'm done. I'm clocking off. I, I'll see you in three weeks. I'm Real so happy life. for you. I'm so happy for you. You're so happy you broke out your... Grifter's shirt. Ooh, I did. Yeah, you broke I did out your grifter green grifter's shirt, which is disappointing. It's almost incongruent with the beer that we're drinking today. Tom, Tom, what did you come in with today? I'm trying to mend fences. You know, it's it's a it's almost a new year. Fen- fen- fences need mending. Repainting. Fences need mending. And and look, I'm I'm gonna be the bigger man, and I've reached out financially to Yuli's Brewery. Oh my goodness, what are you drinking here? I'm, I'm drinking Mum's Mango Pale Ale. Mum's mango pale ale. Does mum? Does mum? Okay. What, what are you? What do you? What do you think about mum's mango pale ale? Oh, I, I've got an Oedipus complex for this mum's mango pale ale. <laughs> I have some very questionable feelings about this motherly figure on the front of this can. Uh, I don't know. You know what? I think I wanted to hate it. I think I really wanted to dislike it after the the disrespect that we've been served from Yulee's for the last eight episodes. Yeah. Not even, not even an outreach. I don't know what's it, but it, it's, it's like it's, sulfur in my teeth. It's, but it's, 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 it's better than I, it's better than I feared, but not as good as I'd hoped. 
does it? I, I got to ask you, Yuli. Does it? Does it hurt to feel us slipping away watching Tom in in Grifter Threads? Is that what you want? <laughs> and a, a competing Australian? Imagine going back in the archives and being like, we could have had them. They wanted us. Who's your Who's your favorite craft brewery? Who's my favorite? Could be Yuli's. Um, I like. Good question, Tom. How do I not have a favorite? Um, what's your What's your opinion? I like that Hope one that we had. Remember the oh, Raspberry yeah, Guitar one? I love that brewery. I, I love Grifters. You know what? Yuli's Grifters is a close second. I will take Grifters and I will take it happily, like the silver medal, and make it a gold. I'll spray it <laughs> cold. I'll spray it gold and then put it up on my wall. Grifters probably my favorite brewery. You go to the Grifter brewery. That's my. That's it's why. Awesome. So good. That's why I got introduced to the. <gasps> I got introduced to the watermelon. You know the oh, watermelon? Yeah, Serpent's Kiss. Dude, the Serpent's Kiss. That changed my life. It's like, because I would always eat the watermelon right down to the rind. And that's exactly <laughs> what it tasted like or smelled like when I first opened it. Let's get Grifters in on it. I would love to. I love Grifter. Grifter. I like Grifter way more than I like Yulies. I don't know why we really went so hard at Yulies. Because they can do a cartoon for us. That's true. The cartoon would be But great. maybe we could do like Spotify did for Rogan with the video. They could do, be the, we could be the first ones that we they pioneer be. cartoons for. <laughs> I would love that. That would actually make you me really so got happy. my head around that when you first mentioned that to me. I was like, that blew my mind, and I was like, that's an achievable goal. That, that would be cool because then I think then that is the that's the route to eventually getting the tremendous pale ale or whatever it would be. That would be. It even fucking rolls off the tongue. Tremendous it rolls down the tongue. <laughs> tremendous pale ale. <laughs> you're on form today. You're, you're you're high energy. I'm enjoying it. I, no, that's I, good. I feel I feared the worst. No, that's all good. Why, why? What did I do? Because it's because what you thought I got some road rage or something? Oh, uh, maybe that, that would that would seem right. No, I did. I, fuck that guy. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm all good. I'm all good. Uh, I'm feeling good. Um, I, I, I'm. I, I like that this is sacred time. I also think that because you give me a hard out, you said you got to be out by six p.m. That disappoints me, but it also <laughs> makes me put on the accelerator where I'm like, we got to get we got to get out the content quickly maybe if i impress tom today he won't be in such a hurry to leave next week <laughs> yeah yeah why do you keep running away oh you're tom by the way actually i got a got a quick little mention here get a shout out to uh fan of the podcast harry nobis and fuck i wish i could remember his uh the, his irish lady friend that was with him in sweden enjoying the podcast had to call us over facetime and actually tell us how much they left a voicemail on the phone but we don't have the hotline phone with us the bat phone is out of the bat cave at the moment um We'll get it on next week, and we'll be able to play that, right, Tom? Yeah, I might. I can even drop it if if they've done it. I might even be able to drop it in right now. And if not, they didn't leave a voicemail. They're lying to you. And there's yeah, and and then we we just had like an awkward pause for nothing. (laughs) Shame on you, Irish lady and Harry Nobis. Coming all from right. Sweden. All right, you're, you're checking your notes. I, I had I I have a place to go if if uh, if you have no uh, strong objections. If, what anything there in your in your Tom, little take my hand circle? and lead me where you want to go. I wanted to I want to go back to when was it? It must have been about I think it was pre-COVID times this year. It was a Thursday night, and I know that because we were booked on a little show at uh, the Cooper's Hotel on King Street in Newtown. Do you remember this night? Oh, uh, yeah. Cancel Your Plans? Cancel Your Plans was it has the name a, of the company. I, I think some people, like, I mean, not so nice, but very creative, uh, call it uh, Cancel Your Life. Cancel Your Life cancel is your life. the better understanding of what that name. shows. So uh, I want to talk about, because I, I thought about this is a good story. Uh, I think it illuminates a little bit about both of us and it also tells a little bit about the stand-up scene. Do you remember that? Do you remember that night? So we, you picked me up from somewhere. Oh, I remember I think, the night. And we drove and we had two gigs that night. We had, uh, I think it was called Asian Court was the name of the first one. Okay. It was a short-lived room in Broadway or like uh, Chippendale. Yeah, the name of the bar sounds familiar. I can't even tell you where it is. Though. So it was, uh, it's on the corner on, pa- not, is it, might be Parramatta Road or like one of the big, mm. big roads near Central Station. And we went there and uh, there were six people there all of them comics, 
And we sat and we waited for a crowd that never showed up. And while we were waiting, we were chatting to, to Billy Darcy. Uh, oh, I remember. Friend of the pod. And uh, Cam Knight was there. Uh, Cam Knight was there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. We were sitting. It was... Um, oh, should we... Sh- we won't, we won't say whose gig it was. We'll just move on. Go yeah, on. exactly. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, Billy, we were talking about terrible gigs because we were at one at the time. Mm. And Billy was like, oh, I think I did the worst gig of my entire life last week. And we were like, oh, where's that? He's like, it was like the Cooper's Hotel in Newtown. And you were like, oh, yeah, we're going to go do that after. It's like, oh, dude, just kill yourself now. <laughs> 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 it was... The f- it, like, And we knew... We'd done it before. We knew well enough. But you know what was great about it? You know why we kept going though, right? Because it paid? It paid so well. All you had to do was 10 minutes. You got $50. If you were headlining, which all that meant is that you go last, you get $100. And if you're emceeing, you got $100. And you got $100. And you also got uh, a $20 drink and food voucher. Yeah, it was like, sometimes... In in an envelope, handed to you as you walk in the door. Because the guy who ran it, Sigmund, who I know likes the Facebook page, I wonder if he's listening. Let us know if you're listening, Sigmund. He's a champion of a guy, just had no idea how to run a comedy room. Well, that was the thing, it was like, you know, we give you $50 to do 10 minutes at this shitty room. It's like, are you sure? Mm. You probably shouldn't be doing that. But the thing is, we were, to say that there was never like a good gig there. No. There was never a good gig. It was always so many bullets. But yeah, it's true. You, you felt, earned that fifty dollars. But you felt bulletproof up there because you're like, "Fuck you! You have no idea what's in my pocket." 100%. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, but anyway, so we uh we we go straight from Agincourt to Cancer Life, and we're sitting at the Coopers Hotel, and we went to the bar, and we're like, "Oh, you were running the night because you were emceeing." That's right. And uh, Sigmund wasn't going to be there, and he was like, "Okay, Elliot, you take you take the reins." You went to the bar. We both got our, our envelope. Yours with a hundred dollars in it, mine with fifty dollars in it. <laughs> And uh, a drinks and food voucher. Do you realize where this story is going? I now? knew where I was going pretty much with stuff. But it was like two fifty dollars notes. I have a hundred dollars in cash in my pocket. a hundred dollars in cash in his pocket, and we not go including upstairs. the food that will be covered at the bar. I don't have to worry about dinner. <laughs> and we're sitting, we're sitting at a table upstairs at the Coopers Hotel, and it's uh, it's you and me and Christina Van Look and Tony Kiss, and we're sitting around, and we're chatting, and we're talking, and out of nowhere, Elliot goes, "Hey guys, guys, uh, just just so you know, just so you know," and he's holding an ashtray. <laughs> And he goes, just so you know, uh, I'm all out of cigarettes, uh, so I'm just gonna I'm just gonna smoke uh, the leftover butts in the cigarette tray. Uh, please don't judge me for that. I'm not going. I was gonna break the tobacco leaves into rolling paper that I had, Le- slightly less disgusting. <laughs> and everyone I love looked at me well, like, with I know, utter shock, like I know, they thought I was better than that. I know what I'll do. <laughs> I'll call attention to it. Like, what? 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 What kind of freak? Would not would just start picking out of an ashtray and not address it and just continue the conversation because it wasn't none of us are like I wonder what he's if you did that none of us would be like I wonder what's happening I wish oh, he'd address come this. on no way I had to tell you guys I'm a degenerate I'm broke and uh, I'm nervous for this set you no, know no, what I mean so so, like, so and then I said Elliot you have one hundred dollars <laughs> in your pocket <laughs> right now go buy a packet of cigarettes and do you remember do you remember what you said about this I will always remember like. Not at the time, but I remember you reflecting on it, what you said to me. <laughs> yeah, I do remember. Do you remember? Yeah. <laughs> I said, uh, oh, fuck. I, you know why? You know why I didn't even, you know why I thought to do it? Because I'm broke in my heart. <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> like, my, even though I had that $100 in my wallet, I was still broke in my heart. <laughs> my heart was still like, no, no money kind of thing. I was like, oh, boy. No, no, it's like you go buy a packet of cigarettes and still smoke out of the ashtray. <laughs> you're like, you deserve this, Elliot. <laughs> well, it feels greater to crack that packet at home. <laughs> no. And then I looked at Tom and I was just like, that is just so much about me kind of thing. And I walked to the tobacconist 
and thought about my life. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that gig. Uh, I every time you, you, I, I've got a story about you actually about that. But go, sorry, go ahead. Oh, only the 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 two times that I did that gig, I just kind of resigned myself to to take it as least seriously as I possibly could. Like just antagonize the crowd. I did crowd work on the street for a little while. That was the story I was going to tell. Maybe you can tell it better because I actually heard it. Um, well, now that I'm remembering it, I heard it secondhand. I didn't actually. Oh, yeah, you weren't there for yeah. that one. Oh, so basically, I think for, for any listeners who aren't open mic comedians, what you got to realize is when you go and do a terrible gig, mm. like, and this was, the reason this was a terrible gig was it's an enormous room. There's a TAB area in the back where people are still watching. Pool table. But they're pool table and they're the still watching clanking. the TV. Like the TV volume is still on. There's a whole bunch of people who are just like eating their dinner, not wanting to be there at all. Cause it's like, uh, and that's this where, has been well, their local for years. Like they come there for like dinner out. and some guys just put up comedy and they're like, wait, what the fuck? When I went, I don't know if this was the time you were there or the time before, but like, um, there was a guy <laughs> who was obviously not fully mentally well, who was watching, uh, Fox Sports was playing like Rugby World Cup highlights from 1999 and he was going, go, go, go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is the kind of demographic of people that we're trying to entertain with like jokes. Oh, like it's so brutal. Anyway, so and there was a guy, there was actually one guy, I wish I could remember his name. There was one guy, almost positive he was gay and he was just, uh, loved everything I did. Oh, he yeah. would always, he was there every week anyway, but if I was on stage front and center <laughs> and would, be, and as soon as I come off high five, everything, great job. Can I get you a beer? Kind of thing. That guy, like there was love like that, but then there was also the, the, the cheering of, uh, <laughs> geriatric sporting events. Oh God. <laughs> Crazy. There's a word used incorrectly. <laughs> <laughs> I try to use, I try to go, uh, <laughs> mate, but posthumous, uh, it's not, they're not dead. <laughs> it, it will, it's dead. I mean, the glory of it. <laughs> Let's just say, uh, what's the word? What, what did I no, use? We're putting geriatric. Oh the, boy. Uh, maybe what we should do is, uh, every week when you use a word incorrectly, the next week you have to use it correctly <laughs> to prove that you've learned your lesson. I love it. I love it. I'm doing it. All right, maybe I spell. We will see. Well, you know what we'll also do. Elliot will learn how to spell it correctly. Oh, Elliot Spelling Bee. <laughs> no, well, put me up against Kyle Legacy. <laughs> <laughs> Elliot Rospetting Bee. Spelling Bee. That's pretty good. All right, let me just write that down. Uh, so okay, you know what? Let's what, what I'm getting at with a terrible room is mm. the problem is you have like most. It's not geared for the people who are enjoying it to even express themselves because it's a weird atmosphere. And then for the people, for the rest of the crowd who don't want to be there anyway, you don't want to go up and do your best jokes because they're just going to go terribly and you'll be yeah. like, oh, maybe these jokes suck. That's right. So I, every time I went there, I was like, okay, I'm just going to do what you'd call crowd work because I'm just going to talk to the crowd. Which is by, some people are really good at it. It's by no means a specialty of mine, but I'm like, fuck it. It might as well go in and just pretty much to earn the $50, get through my 10 minutes and leave. But like a room like that, it forces you, it forces it out of you because you are so sort of like, your back's so up against the wall that you're like, I might either going to die or just uh evolve yeah exactly you you have no option mm. really uh so i um i the f the first time i ever did it i yeah i just decided that i was going to go and literally like crowd work the entire venue which usually you just stay on stage and you say you in the front row what do you but i actually because we had a wireless microphone i walked to every single table and talked to everyone at every table and then when i was out of tables i started talking to the bouncers and then when i was done with the bouncers i walked outside and started talking to people on the street 
And uh, so fucking good dude. because I couldn't actually hear whether it was. But what you're not saying is though, it's a wire. It's like a yeah, it's a, it's a wireless mic kind of thing. Yeah, like yeah. it's a completely wireless mic, and you can just fucking you can walk anywhere. And everyone was sort of uh, unsure of whether or not the connection is going to work. <laughs> Tom didn't give a fuck, and he just walked right outside and started crowd working people in the street, and people inside are loving it. But that's the only way that you could get them. It had the, what had to be happening on stage would had to be weirder than what was yeah, what their conversation pure was. novelty. Mm. But then the second time that I did it, I was definitely angrier about it, and far more antagonistic, <laughs> and I was. Talking to a guy at the end, and he was drinking like a glass of Sav Blanc by himself. And I made some kind of line of like, you know, uh, I made some joke about him being like a, a, a loner loser or something. He's like, oh no, actually, my wife's dead. <laughs> and I said, I envy her. <laughs> oh boy. Oh dude. Yeah. No, that's um, that's pretty awesome. I lost it at a lady last night and I told her that uh, her ovaries have been dry for three wars. <laughs> <laughs> and then we hugged it out on stage. That was good. I'm going to grab a beer. You want one? Yeah, I'll grab a beer. Uh, give me one sec. We'll be right back. Today's podcast is brought to you by the Chihuahua, man's best friend since its creation in a test tube 19 years ago. The Chihuahua is the only breed of dog that could make Paris Hilton look healthy by comparison. Chihuahua. It's technically a dog. And we're back. That we are, my friend. That we are. I don't even know how to go into this story. Because mm-hmm. you could ask me... Well, go ahead. Ask me a question as if I'm going to have anything to say about this. All right. Well, Tom, in all your experience, in all your years on this very... <coughs> Around planet where we live. There you go. For the podcast. <laughs> Every week. Yeah. Um, about this time. Uh, the so far we've had, just just uh, sidebar, we've had one person say they are pro-burp. Yeah. And and that's it. So so we're 100% pro-burp at this stage. So if you are anti-burp. 100% pro-burp. Please reach out. I'm on your side. Rivetti Burp 2021. Coming at you. <laughs> Rivetti Burp team. Um, okay. Uh, Tom, have you ever, in your time on this round earth, been... Kidnapped or almost kidnapped? Never, not even close. Okay, you got some uh, some watchful parents, <laughs> and so did I. Or, or I'm just a very undesirable child. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that kid looks like he talks. <laughs> <laughs> he looks annoying. So no, I've, okay, I've never, so I've never, never been kidnapped, kidnapped or, or or almost kidnapped. To my to my knowledge, I think you know. <laughs> Who knows? Perhaps, I, perhaps I've been dodging. There was that time I spent in a uh, plywood box, fed Mexican uh, circus music for hours a time. <laughs> Is fed your latest misused word? No, it's fed a, Mexican circus music. That's poetic. You were fed through the years. Anyway, poetry. Um, I was about five years old with my little brother playing in our backyard, and we were like, um, he's about four. Um, he's about five. I'm about six, and. Um, we were very, very friendly with everybody. Everybody that we ever ran into, we were super friendly with. And uh, early in the morning, my dad had gone to work. My mom is having a shower. We're playing in the backyard and f- I'm playing on our back fence, which leads into a public park. There's a whole bunch of houses lined up next to mine and each one of their back fences, including mine, leads into a public park. And uh, this is in Redfern. And there is, I'm playing on the fence with my little brother, just yelling down to him. I don't even notice, but on the other side, is sort of an older couple, about 50 years old, sitting on the benches in the park. 
and uh, they start calling out to me. They go, hey, hey, what are you doing up there like that? And I, I kind of noticed them and I was like, oh, hey guys, how you doing? And, like, so, and they were talking to me for a minute. They had that, this guy walked up to me, his wife was just sitting on the bench and um, they had one of those uh, old people sort of pulley stroller things, you know, to see them like yeah, with the groceries yeah. kind of thing. They had one of those and the lady stayed at the bench with that and the guy walked up to me and he had his hands on his hips, I remember. And he's looking up at me talking to me and he says what's on the other side of the fence there and i go oh my brother and as i look over to my brother he runs up and grabs me and yanks me off the fence and it's like scrapes my belly all over off on the wood on the fence and like pulls me this is more than like a, it's about a 10 foot drop actually but about a 10 foot drop and he kind of catches me and uh, goes there you go there you go and like walks me over to his wife and sits me down Whoa, wait, wait sorry he pulls you down, not your brother pulls you down. No, I'm Has sorry. He... Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, let me clear that up. The guy that was talking to me on the other side of the fence goes, what's on the other side of the fence? I look over to my brother on the other side of the fence and then he runs, the, the other guy runs up to me, the, old, the older man runs up to me and grabs me by the shirt and pants and pulls me off the fence Shit. and scrapes my stomach across the wooden fence at the top and my brother just sees me disappear. Fuck. And he sits and the guy sits me down on the bench and my brother just goes... <gasps> And like he runs inside and the guy sat me down on the bench rather than just run me away. His wife snapped into action and kind of ran up and grabbed me and just sat me down on the bench with them. And uh, I looked down inside their trolley and in their trolley, it was filled with alarm clocks. Old school alarm clocks, like the American ones that go like in the, on the, with the yeah, bells yeah, yeah. on the top, just filled with them. I don't know why, different kinds of ones and stuff like that. They I'm sit down with them and uh, my brother had run inside, got my mom out of the shower and as they and, and and in this time they've started walking me up the street and uh, my brother has told my mom my mom opens the fence it's a hard fence to open she like yanks this fence like swollen wood kind of thing yanks this fence open and i kind of hear it as they're walking me up the street and my mom comes running out in this white in a white towel just soaking wet like get away from him like yelling more in, my mom is like this hippie woman so peaceful and stuff and i've never seen her so like evil mm. and insane looking she looked insane. She went, she ran half to me and then she ran half back almost to like, should I grab the phone? And then ran back at me again, was like, get away. And then ran and just grabbed me by the wrist and, uh, and then yanked me. And the guy, the people just kind of stood there kind of shocked and watched my mom take me back inside. They didn't run away or anything. And, uh, my mom took me inside, told my dad and my dad was looking for like, my dad came home, like ran home, was like furious. Like was, and we were like, I was terrified. He was like, so, and for about like half a year, he was looking for this person. Like whenever he was driving around, eventually found this guy. How did he know what he was looking for? He was with me. Oh, okay. And you, so he was driving around with you, but like, is that him? No, is no, that- no, no, no. He came into the park. The guy and the woman came back into the park. I, okay. I left this out. They came back into the park about a half year later. I pointed out and said, they're here. They're here. My dad was home this time. And I just remember him. That was probably one of the first times I saw my dad put a vicious beating on a man. Oh, you <laughs> saw it. <laughs> Viciously. Jesus. He ran up to him and like kind of realized that the guy was a little bit older than what he had hoped in his dreams. You know what I mean? <laughs> and then was like, I could see him power walking towards him and then kind of slow down and then just double fist, double hand pushed him in the chest. And the guy went down and then just... Pre- proceeded to beat the shit out of him. Wow. <laughs> but that was fucking, if they were a more organized crew and my mom was less shout, I don't know, more shout or some shit, I would have fucking been gone, bro. Get on Rowie. Rowie, Rowie is old. I say that to him all the time. He saved my fucking life. My mom always reminds me. So what do you think was going to happen? What's with the alarm clocks? It kind of, I'm watching the show. They're like the, the sticky bandits from oh. like, from like from uh, Home Alone. <laughs> They're just like the worst criminals. I'm watching, I'm watching this uh, TV show at the moment called Dark. 
which is a Netflix, uh, German Netflix show. Oh, I try to watch it, but the subtitles, you know, the subtitles. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is it good? Yeah, it's, it's really good. Apparently it's it, like Fringe or something, right? I don't know what Fringe is. Okay. okay. But uh, it, it kind of sounds like uh, these people might have been time travelers and they were trying to involve you in some kind of experiment. <laughs> I mean, that's what it was. That's what all the clocks were. Like they were going to go back. The prophecy and was not foretold. <laughs> <laughs> that's why we all got COVID, guys. That's <laughs> <laughs> because I didn't get kidnapped. <laughs> yeah, and you find out your dad is actually just you from the future. And <laughs> yeah. you had to go beat the shit out of this guy. He's like John Connor. <laughs> I'm John Connor and he's the, uh, he's the Terminator. That would make sense, actually. Would it make sense? It would. It would, it would break a lot of things into my life. You know, all the... What's with the alarm clocks? That's the most baffling part of this story. That's, that's the that's the only that's the only part. I don't know if you just put this in the story to make it seem less horrifically cynical. I, know, like, I don't. That's it's the only wacky. part of the thing that's ever made me think that I was dreaming. Yeah, okay. where I was like I was dreaming, but then it's my the only reason I know about it is like because I my, my memories and my mom confirming it. So do you think it's actually just the story of your dad beating the shit out of a fifty five year old man, <laughs> <laughs> and you had to justify it to yourself? Maybe I got hit with like punches in the flurry, and I just saw like alarm bells and stuff. <laughs> and the old people taking me back were my parents. <laughs> no, 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 fuck! I, I, I have no idea, man. But it was like. You never have anything like that? Like you were never in a shopping center and someone was like, um, I remember there was this old guy once when I was like uh, still a Jehovah's Witness. I was in a shopping center with my mom and I was looking at a magazine and this old guy came up to me real crotch close and said, like, uh, and was like, you like Britney Spears, do you? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, yes, sir. <laughs> and just kept flicking through my Dolly magazine. <laughs> Maybe maybe he just meant musically. Uh, yeah, he's, yeah, like, he's like, I thought her second <laughs> album was a real departure. <laughs> oh my god! No, I don't think I don't think so. This is I've said this before, but it's like anything remotely child abuse adjacent. I'm like, oh, I'm not going to give this too much thought. <laughs> <laughs> you probably have a treasure chest, <laughs> a dirty, dirty treasure it's chest. Like, Tom, I know you seem to be coping, but. The podcast is really running out of steam at the moment. <laughs> Someone's um, got a shitload of Polaroids out of, of you somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> Polaroid got to like the age of digital cameras. Like we're really just for pedophiles yeah. now. <laughs> <laughs> Today's podcast is not brought to you by Oppo, the number one smartphone device, definitely not owned by the Chinese government. Whether you're calling your friends to discuss plans for that evening, share military secrets, or slander the glorious nation of China, Oppo is the secure device for you. Oppo, put it on the table and speak up. Tom and Elliot coming at you with the news that you want to know, but didn't know you needed to know. News and coming at you on a Friday time. But it's really Thursday. There you go. We got it's long. It's 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 a it's a long soundbite. So is history, Tom. So is, what's next? So is the news. Okay. So I read this news article the other day. Here's what I was thinking. The way we could play this is I'm gonna just give you the headline, and you tell me what you think has happened. Mm -hmm. Okay. So this is from the Huffington Post. <laughs> I like this. Of, uh, of of I think this came out earlier this week. Credible. Credible. The 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 half. The half po. The half. Eighteenth of December. Your <laughs> Did you just smell your hand? That's the story. 
<laughs> Wait. Okay. Anyway, go on. I, go on. I, I could have sworn I saw you smell your hand in preparation. I think. I think I, I, you know what I actually did, which makes sense, is that you couldn't comprehend <laughs> that, 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 that. Was I covered my burp, and you're like, "What the fuck was <laughs> that? That was weird." I threw dude. my headphones then in disgust. All right, article time. A man whose parents threw out his porn collection wins lawsuit against them, <laughs> as he should. The plaintiff hopes to be awarded seventy-five thousand dollars for the damages. Oh my goodness. Tell me what you think is played out here. What country do you think we're dealing in right now? Um, I'm going to say, uh, where do they value their porn? Um, I'm going to, I'm leaning towards Japan, <laughs> but I'm feeling like they'd almost be too shameful to go to that lawsuit. Yeah. Would yeah, I be right though? Uh, no, you wouldn't be right. America. America. Yeah. The only, America. Other, the only other people that would be flagrant enough to just be like, look at <laughs> mom, you threw out all my vintage, uh, Gemma Jameson. <laughs> she was a child then. <laughs> you can't get that. <laughs> my Polaroids. Who's <laughs> signed? Who's signed? Okay. Um, I uh, I think that you know why did you throw at his porn collection? That's was did the porn collection have some sort of um, monetary value? Apparently, yeah. So he was maybe he was just a connoisseur. Of, maybe maybe he hated porn. Like a guy, maybe he's just a guy create, like collecting uh, Nazi paraphernalia. You know what I mean? And just like all like different uh, memorabilia and just like you know chi find China with a swastika on it. He doesn't even he doesn't support it, but it's interesting. So you're saying maybe this is the story of American beauty is what <laughs> we have discovered here. I found that I found that really interesting. Yeah, no, but like uh, I don't know. I reckon this guy is. Um, you know what I think? I think this guy. I think this guy has a case. Almost, and and with the money, he can he can buy a he can buy a real woman now. <laughs> He can get a real woman, almost mo like most of one. If you go to a country, you get like 18 of them with that cash. <laughs> go to a country. Next article. <laughs> okay, so here's what's happened. Is uh, a Michigan man who sued his parents for throwing out his prized pornography collection is now in line to collect a hefty reimbursement from them. I don't know why, but I love the term prized pornography collection. Like... There's part of, obviously, it's just, yeah, it means a lot to him personally, but I also like the idea that it won a blue ribbon in a country fair. Yeah, absolutely. How do you tell you, like, what do you, uh, which one of the children in the will battle fight for that? <laughs> they're like, and they're like, I don't know, did he, is it, can I, is it, are the pages sticky and stuff like that, or did he keep it pristine like comics? Yeah, you can imagine, like comics. <laughs> no, I reckon it must be the, I think you're right. I think it's like somewhere of an intersection of he has real passion for it, he's collecting it like a collector. He's like David Tell's old porn kind of thing. He's like a connoisseur. In the lawsuit, uh, the value of the property is an estimated $25,000. The reason that his parents threw out almost 12 boxes of pornographic films and magazines was, this is the, from the father to the son, frankly, David, I did you a big favor by getting rid of all that stuff. In other emails, he told his son he was shocked by many of the scenes in the collection, which means his dad has done a thorough investigation <laughs> of what is in this porn collection. <laughs> in the 12 boxes. Yeah, you don't even have taste. He's like, honey, I'm going to be up all night yeah. on this one. I need Why to does this kid love Bush? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he's uh, uh, in which he what about if you collected dead porn stars because um, there are a bunch of dead porn stars like uh, even modern porn stars like what have you like Ava um, there's um, oh what's her name August Ames she oh, committed she, die, she committed suicide she? Yeah, yeah, yeah. but imagine you had some sort of signed or even you know some sort of I don't know like soiled underwear or something like that you know what I mean where you were just like what kind of value does that have now or do you need to wait till uh, I don't know and so yeah you're only selling to 
perverts, aren't you? Yeah. Like, but like perverts are a huge market. <laughs> huge market. Are you kidding me? You can just put if you're a half famous girl and you want to sell pictures of your feet, you got your rent paid forever. Yeah. I mean, even as you become old, just keep those feet pretty. <laughs> yeah, that's a it's a definite thing, right? Like I've read articles about girls who are like, yeah, I sell my socks on the internet now. It's like, I why sh- wouldn't you? Tom, should we start selling pictures of our feet on the internet and have a competition to see who can make the most money? Oh, uh, I've uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah? I was yeah. We'll create comp- completely independent accounts with promotion of our own cho- of our own choosing and compete with a with a with a running tally of how much we're making each. Is this going to work? This might work. This is going to work. This might make us more money than this podcast would ever make us. <laughs> pictures of our feet. Dude, my, but that's my where weird our fa- toe. Bro, imagine all of our fans are just feet fans and they just keep sending us questions like, hey, we love the stories. More more stories about feet. <laughs> more stories about the is the soul of the feet. <laughs> have you seen Pornhub are getting sued? No. So uh, have you ever seen the video series Girls Do Porn? Oh, I am... Well aware of girls <laughs> do porn. I also heard on. Um, I also heard about the lawsuit that they actually had through that. So, Tom, do you want to do the explaining? Go for so it. So, as far as I understand it, forty women in a collective lawsuit are suing Pornhub because they claimed these videos got put on the uh, on the Pornhub website, and they said, "Hey, we didn't give our consent. Put those videos up there. They left them up there anyway." And now they're suing for damages because they know that it's uh, emotionally and mentally scarring to put porn out there that's not consented to. Um, so now they're suing them for something, I think like 50 million US dollars plus whatever money they've made off the videos because they hosted them without the consent of the girls mm-hmm. in the mm-hmm. in the videos. Um, so Pornhub have taken down all of their user, uh, their, their, like what they call non-verified content. So anything that's not from like a business or a company, wow. they've just taken down. I know what that verified thing is. I've seen it, but I don't know what it means. So yeah, that so just means it's a ver- it's a not a business, an, I guess. It's not an independent user. I guess, yeah, yeah. You yeah. can't just put up. We can't just put up our foot videos. We can't put up a video. We've got to find a new channel <laughs> with to us, sell like our having foot, foot wrestles. <laughs> <laughs> they can't. They can't live up there anymore. Oh and my I god! Imagine our feet in an arena with grease and lube, just like wrestling, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I feel like this is less of a podcast thing and more of a you thing. No, please. As time is going. I please. I want to make the money off it. Is <laughs> what I want. I want to make the money off this podcast. Well, I want to see foot money before I foot see money. podcast money. Get that foot money. <laughs> swear, Jason, that's sweet. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Go back. Uh, but that's it. So, like, apparently now Pornhub is down to like. 20% of the videos that they had the other day, they, they've lost like millions of millions they've had to take them down. And I saw a video of this guy talking about how he'd been creating a bookmark folder in his Google for like the last 20, <laughs> no, the last like, since he was 16, the last 10 years of his favorite <laughs> videos and they're all gone. <laughs> this is this guy's lawsuit. <laughs> <laughs> but what about me? He should sue the women. <laughs> <laughs> it's like when a uh, when a woman who's been uh, a kept woman in a in a marriage for like twenty years is like I got used to a certain lifestyle. Like, can I add a little bit of a spin? Can I add a little bit of a spin to? I thought you were going to add this. Do you know I'm actually kind of um, well versed in the background story of uh, girls do porn. 
Okay, please. No, I, I, I don't know anything about the background story. The idea of the, the, idea of the uh, story with <laughs> Girls Do Porn, the website, is that they have amateur women, women that you've never seen before, non-pros, performing in this one hotel room, this one set sort of thing with this guy with an interview before, but they're completely amateur. And a lot of that, and frankly, I like amateur shit as well. Like, I actually, like, I hate overly produced stuff. I like feeling like um, they're like, oh, fuck, like, gonna do this kind of thing you know what i mean like I, it's i like amateur as well but it's because i don't like the idea of women getting paid for porn yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so like do it for the love of it you so know? there's so these, these girls are like they're doing like the amateur stuff they're like doing the interview there's a lawsuit that comes out says that these women were completely i don't know the word to use but they were fooled they were tricked they were they were actually told that they were supposed to come out to an interview they were flown out made to feel like they were going to be models so this actually happens. Yes. I thought this was like oh. a because oh, so That's, you, you know the whole the casting thing. couch thing, right? Exactly. But this is the thing. You know that we're you know guys jerk off to that fake thing that people like. You know it's that idea of like oh these women are coming to casting couch and it's actually actresses. This was really a casting couch, That's... and so these videos are on the internet. Girls do porn, and like uh, I'm do I don't mean to promote for them, but like <laughs> but like the, these girls they eventually they eventually they were told they were going to be fl flown out and be models, and then when they were told what it was, th and the women that disagreed. They were like, no, fuck that, fly me home. They were told that they were going to be faced with massive lawsuits for going against contracts, and you can't really afford this. And against it was, I guess it was just a number. Smart enough women would be like, fuck you, this isn't happening, and the contract would be void. But there were some women that were fooled into it and being like, I really can't afford a lawsuit, and that's they just so fucked. And they did the we're porn, they put it out, and that's why Girls Do Porn is now defunct. But those videos, it's the internet, it's yeah, gone okay. now. So now you porn is a massive. You know, contributed to porn, so then people were just. I've, I guess, based. I thought you were going to add this to the story. My what I added, but that's part of it. Is why they have a lawsuit. It's not just paid porn stars that are like they have a lawsuit because they're like, hey, you didn't pay me for my work. These women never wanted it to be up in the first place. Do you ever? Uh, you know how there's that whole thing about how you should cover your 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 laptop webcam when you when you I do that. Yeah, you do it. Yeah, I just I, I folded a little um, post-it note and then put some some tape tape over it just so you can't see yeah if they got uh if they got um what do you call it oh no i'm thinking of the word hydro <laughs> but it's actually the word where it's like you heat detector kind of camera kind of thing oh okay they yeah, can thermal. watch me thermal hydro, hydro. <laughs> like, i'm so afraid to use words flagrantly <laughs> this is good this is good for me i'm gonna i'm gonna minimize my uh vocabulary and work on it all right tom uh that was a great that was a fucking great article no, no i want i want i want to ask about this though if right, cut out me saying that was a great article. Tom, it was let's move article. on. <laughs> no, no. So let's let's say I only have one article, by the way. Let's say that hackers hacked into your laptop while you were pleasuring yourself, got a video, Black Mirror style, sent you an email being like, "We have a video. We're going to put it on your Facebook. If you don't, how, how would you walk me through the thoughts and feelings about that?" <sighs> Jerking off. That's all I'm doing. Yeah. Am I jerking off? What else would you be doing? What else have they caught you doing? Well, camera? that's what I, I, I don't know. Like, Wait, what, what do you do? <laughs> <laughs> is it just, so it's just like a what Wednesday. Is, oh, is it, it's what like is a worse, weekend. What is, worse get, what is worse than getting caught jerking off? Like, I don't know, like, uh... Like, I think, I think as soon as it becomes like, if you were, you know, if there were toys involved. If you're blowing like suddenly... snot into, into like, uh, tissues and then like rolling it into balls and eating it. I still think. That, was that, is that worse that. than jerking off? No, I think that's better. That is so, that is like, no women are like, I can fix that guy. <laughs> <laughs> You're out. <laughs> Wait, so you mean, uh, I'm just saying something that's worse than you jerking off. Cause if jerking off, I'm like, look, I'm not ashamed of my piece. 
<laughs> and also I'd be like, this is so frustrating. And then you'd get some great DMs. <laughs> what do you mean? How confident are you? Like, this looks great. This, you know, I'm you're killing right. this right Actually, now. Actually, you know what? You're hundred percent right. It'd be right. Like coming from underneath my chin and stuff. Like, <laughs> like who is this pig? I think the worst thing about it is if they took a video of me, they could put it on Instagram reels because it'd be shorter than 15 seconds. <laughs> oh my God. I love how I went to admonish myself. I was just like, uh, let me uh, embellish what I'm doing here. I love to think the same thing that you, that I'd love to think that my response would be like, everyone does it. It's fine. But I think I would just be shitting bricks. Oh, I would a hundred percent be shitting bricks. But at the end of the day, like what the... Wh- it's just going to promote you. I'll put it on a <laughs> tremendous podcast. It's just self-promotion. Yeah, I'll be like, guys, there's a video that you want to see. <laughs> and if you want to hear the man behind the piece. You're going to pay more <laughs> for feet. <laughs> yeah, we can have Pinky, like we can have like uh, Pinky Tuesday. <laughs> pinky Tuesday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Index finger, toe, index toe, uh, pink, uh, index toe Wednesday. You know what I mean? Big toe, big toe Thursday. Yeah, f- five toes, five days. Well, we can double up. <laughs> Why would we Oh on Saturdays and Sundays Yeah <laughs> Whatever Whatever gets the highest Whatever gets the most Interaction that week You get two toes On Is Saturdays this, We just turn this into a Foot fetish podcast now. I know I know We gotta cut all this Do you think out. foot fetish podcasts exist Oh Good question Tom Do you wanna hit the internet I'm, I, I mean we are in the era Of almost 2021 You should be able to Google food fetishes quickly. So this, <laughs> this was something a friend of mine uh, was a. Uh, so there's, yeah, there is the foot fetish podcast mm. on Radio Public. What is there to say? Maybe we can learn the ropes. What is a foot fetish? Why is a foot fetish the most popular fetish? And why is it one of the most misunderstood? In this podcast, we will discover and dis- demystify the behaviors, desires, common practices, questions, and origins. Uh, of foot fe- foot fetishists, we will talk with professionals in the foot. Like these are, <laughs> I'm so down. How for this pathetic podcast. are these two people? I'm They're down like, for this podcast. It's fine. Every <laughs> there's nothing wrong with it. This podcast is not brought to you by See Through Balaclavas. When my great grandfather Adam Balaclava began building the first balaclava, he had a dream to keep the faces of his fellow countrymen and women warm, but instead, the invention has been bastardized all over the planet for the very purpose of crime. Not anymore, with all new tremendous see-through balaclavas. Now even the blindest patron can give a detailed description of your ugly mug. With all new see-through balaclavas. Put the money in the bag. Just kidding. <laughs>